continue our, our series on very short stories. We're, we're doing a series on the parables of Jesus. And, uh, uh, and, and uh, all right. Somebody just ran out of batteries. I'm not sure who you are, but you might need a recharge. I'll do my best. Um, but, uh, and, and Sue, I think we're going to have to do the picture-in-picture thing today because my graphics were just awful, and I apologize for that. So uh, it was so simple when I first came out of Bible college. All I had to do was write notes on paper. Now i got to be a graphic artist. I mean, this is crazy. But I want to share a message today entitled, Be Careful How You Listen. Be careful how you listen. We're going to look at another of Jesus' parables. This one is uh, the parable of the sower. And I will be honest with you, I, I'm going to take a, uh, I'm going to have a take on this that might be different than what you might be used to. Uh, and, and I'll explain what I mean, but first, why don't we read this psalm, I'm sorry, the psalm, that's the wrong book, this parable together, okay? Let's read this parable together, and um, let's see what the Lord might have to say to us. If you're able to, would you stand with me in honor of God's word? And, and if you're not able to, don't worry about it, but uh, I'd like to read this together. Now, if you don't have your Bible, you can look on the screen, Okay. It's the same version that I'm using here today. Here we go. While a large crowd was gathering and people were coming to Jesus from town after, after town, he told this parable. A farmer went to sow his seed. He was scattering the seed and some fell along the path. It was trampled on and the birds ate it up. Some fell on rocky ground and when it came up, the plants withered because they had no moisture. Other seed fell among thorns, which grew up with it and choked the plants. Still other seed fell on good soil, and it came up and it yielded a crop, a hundred times more than was sown. And when he said this, he called out, whoever has ears to hear, let them hear. His disciples asked him what this parable meant. And he said, the knowledge of the secrets of the kingdom of God has been given to you, but to others I speak in parables, so that though seeing they may not see, and though hearing they may not understand. And this is the meaning of the parable. The seed is the word of God. And those along the path are the ones who hear. And then the devil comes and takes away the word from their hearts, so that they may not believe and be saved. Those on the rocky ground are the ones who receive the word with joy, and when they hear it, or when they hear it, but they have no root. They believe for a while, but in the time of testing, they fall away. The seed that fell among thorns stands for those who hear, but as they go on their way, they are choked by life's worries, riches, and pleasures, and they do not mature. But the seed on good soil stands for those with a noble and good heart who hear the word, they retain it, and by persevering, they produce a crop. No one lights a lamp and hides it in a clay jar or puts it under a bed. Instead, they put it on a stand so that those who come in can see the light. For there's nothing hidden that will not be disclosed and nothing concealed that will not be known or brought out into the open. Therefore... Read this verse carefully. 
Consider carefully how you listen. Whoever has will be given more. Whoever does not have, even what they think they have, will be taken away from them. Let's pray. Lord, this message is for all of us here today. And so I'm asking you, me included, to speak to us that we may carefully consider how we listen to your word. And we'll thank you for what you do in Jesus' name. Amen. You may be seated to that soundtrack. It's always nice. Yeah, I'm a pro. Yeah, I just, I, we just keep going. We just keep going. I did a wedding last night outdoors, and I had a fly that sat right on my head. <laughs> wouldn't move, wouldn't move at all. And I thought, I have a choice to make. I'm either going to let this fly stay in my head, or just as the bride is reciting her vows, I'm going to slap myself. <laughs> the fly remained. So... The things I do for you people. All right, let's go. <laughs> let's go back. You have to tell Rich and Amy that. Uh, let's go back to our, our text today. So this is the parable of the sower. Now, I've grown up hearing this story. Maybe a lot of you have heard this parable over and over again, where Jesus talks about the word being presented, and it falls on different paths, it falls on different grounds, and there's different results. Now, as a preacher... And as a person who loves to communicate the Word of God, I've often tried to use this passage um, to really motivate myself as far as how I present God's Word, how effectively I do that. And let me pause here and tell you that you have a commitment from me that every single time we're together... I will just pour my life out to share the Word of God with you. I, I try to preach each sermon like it's my last. And, and so I am committed. When I, when I come into this place, I want, I want to see eternity changed. Can you say amen? That's what I want to see. And, that, and God uses His Word for that. But here's the deal. Here's the deal. This parable says nothing about the effectiveness of preaching or teaching. Nothing. Not at all. In fact, if you reread verse 18, Jesus does not say, consider carefully how you preach. Consider carefully how you teach. It's not what he says. And I told our membership uh, folks today, I take that seriously again. Because I know that those of us who teach and preach, we will be judged differently. We'll, we'll, there's a big standard there. So I've got to stand in front of God and I've got to give an account for all this. And Jesus, as he's teaching, is saying that this is not about teaching. Therefore, consider carefully how you Listen. So this parable is not for the preacher or the teacher. This parable is for how we hear and listen 
to God's word and what we do with it. Now, this becomes an interesting subject because I've been doing this now for 33 plus years. I've preached to many different groups of people. I've preached to very small crowds. I've preached to very large crowds, however you want to define that. I've, I've, I've preached to people that couldn't understand English. Uh, <laughs> that was in West Virginia. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm joking. West Virginians, don't get angry. I'm just joking. But that was awfully funny. I'm just telling you right now. So I pre- <laughs> Oh, don't. Don't give me the boo-boo face. I was just joking. All right. Some of you are like, I can't believe he said that. But so I preached in foreign countries. I, I preached in like recovery places of recovery. I, I've preached in churches. I've I, I preached in Christian schools. I've preached in front of the Russian uh, uh, militia. Uh, and actually, the Russian militia was an easier crowd than the Christian school. And and, and so I, I I've, <laughs> I'm not joking. And and, uh, and and so I've had all the experiences. But here here's what I've seen. Regardless of my efforts, people. And even from Sunday to Sunday in this church, people will receive, they will listen to, they will hear God's word differently from chair to chair, from person to person. What we do with the word of God, and that's what this parable is about. What we do with the word of God. See, there's a couple types of listening, okay? There's, there's listening with the natural ear, but I want to talk about listening with the spiritual ear, listening with our hearts, and that's different. In fact, I want to show you the differences. I'd like to show you the four responses that Jesus identifies here to the Word of God. Four different types of soil, if you will. And I've given cute little labels here, but uh, I, I, I don't need to do much more than what Jesus did here as far as given his definition of all of this, but uh, I, so that we might be able to hang on to it easier. I've tried to make this easy for you to remember. Uh, all these will start with the letter D today, and I want to start with the first soil, and that is what I would call the soil of dismissal. The soil of dismissal, where we hear God's word, we read God's word, we have been taught God's word, but we are quick to dismiss it from our lives. Verse 5 again says that a farmer went out to sow his seed, and as he was scattering the seed, some fell along the path. It was trampled on, and the birds ate it up. And then Jesus interprets that in verse 12. And look what he says. He says, those along the path are the ones who hear. And then the devil comes and takes away the word from their hearts so that they may not believe and be saved. Uh, I, I have, again, I've been around long enough to have preached a sermon and, and shared God's word. And then the response I see to it from people's personal choices soon after that caused me to think, 
Did you hear nothing that I just said? Have you ever said that to your kids or your grandkids? Did you hear nothing that I just said? I've had those moments where it's like, look, did you hear nothing here that we just looked at together in God's word? And I'll be honest with you, sometimes there are moments that we hear God's word, but it doesn't make the parking lot. I'm just going to be straight. It doesn't make the parking lot. And maybe we're quick to dismiss it because we, doesn't, we, we don't think that it applies to us. We're quick to dismiss it because, oh, you know, cute sermon. Okay, now let's go watch the game. We're quick to dismiss it because we've got other things on our minds. We're quick to dismiss it. And what happens, this type of hearing barely gets started. And the word is gone before you get out the door. And God forbid, I never want that to happen. But as I read this, and again, please know, I am committed to being as effective of a communicator for the Lord as I could possibly be, okay? But, but this causes me to look at this and say, wow, sometimes no matter what we do, there are some people that will just dismiss what they have heard and not apply it to their lives. And friend, if, if, if you are that soil... If you are that person, God wants to change things for you here. See, because I told you we're looking at four different types of soil, okay? The first three are bad, but there's one that Jesus identifies as the, the, the goal, what he wants for all of us. If you find yourself, yeah, I'll sit through this sermon, and I get this from, from some of you, where as, as soon as you hear the word preach, you are ready. You are ready with your checklist of exceptions because, well, that doesn't apply to me. Well, how come that didn't work for me? I hear what you're saying, but, okay, we need to stop that. Because if you do that, if you feel that you are a spiritual exception, I am talking to people that have been in the church for a long time. If you think I'm talking to the sinner, listen, I'm not saying, no, no, I'm not. I'm talking to the church person here today. We have been around church so long that we think that we know it all and not all of it applies to us anymore. And that is a crying shame because we dismiss the word of God when he's trying to communicate something to us. And some of us are just so darn stubborn because our identity is in our misery instead of the cross of Christ. Ooh, goodness, I wasn't going to go there, but here we are. So listen to me. Whenever you come, whenever you come into God's house, whether it's here or some other place, it's probably doing it better than me. Wherever you come, you have come to hear the living, breathing, transforming Word of God. This is not just a bunch of stories. This is what changes lives. This is what sets the addict free. This is what brings deliverance to people. This is what puts families back together. This is what gives you the answer. It's the word of God. It's the word of God. And so hear me today, friend. And again, I speak to the church crowd more than anybody. Hear me today. Do not get caught in this soil. Do not think that once you hear the message, you can just walk out of here and nothing's happened. You have missed the point of that seed being planted in your life. 
Because God has something to say to me today, and I'm the one preaching. God has something to say to you today as we look at God's Word together. So the first soil is the soil of dismissal. Secondly, I would identify this next soil as the soil of disaster. The soil of disaster. I love how, I love how the Holy Spirit gave us this scripture. Because again, in verse 6, here's why Jesus identifies the second soil. He said, some fell on rocky ground. And when it came up, the plants withered because they had no moisture. So then Jesus elaborates on this soil now in verse 13. And when he elaborates on it and he interprets this, he says, those on the rocky ground, they're the ones that receive, and look at this carefully, those are the ones who receive the word with joy. And when they hear it, or, or when they hear it, but they have no root. They believe for a while, but in the time of testing, they fall away. This is the type of hearing that lasts until there's a, until there's a hard time in life, until there's a difficulty in life, and then... then then it goes away. And again, this is, this is Jesus saying this. Uh, this person thinks that they have the word and they have true spiritual faith, they've got true spiritual joy, but they have no root to sustain them in times of trial. This is the kind of faith that is only Strong when the weather's good. This is the kind of faith that is strong as long as there are no problems going on. But as soon as the wind blows, as soon as trouble comes, then because they have no root, they crumble. I would add that maybe for many, this is more of an experiential type of relationship with God rather than one that's grounded in the Word. Now, those of us who I would hope identify as Pentecostals, we can be very guilty of that. Another way would be to say that we're a little bit flaky. Because we tend to be all about the experience. And... When the goosebumps are gone, because it's hard to have goosebumps when there's a storm in our lives. It, 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 it's hard to assume happy, happy, joy, joy when things are not happy, happy, joy, joy. And the problem is our faith, you ready for this? You've heard me elaborate on this before. Our faith then becomes dependent on how we feel. Should I say that again? Our faith becomes dependent on how we feel. And I've seen some of you, some of you, you just wear it on your face. It's wild. You come in, it's time to, time to praise the Lord, but you've had a bad week. 
Yeah, I'll raise your hallelujah. You know. And our decision to enter into worship, our, sent, our, our decision to plug in even to a service, to receive from God is all based on our feelings. And that kind of a faith has no root. And American Christianity, boy, we're so guilty about this, right? Because, see, right now, all over the world, please, please tell me, please tell the Christians in Afghanistan right now, okay? That, well, yeah, what's he done for me? I I just, you know, really? Really? They're getting threatened with their lives. Some are being executed for their faith. You better have a root in Jesus Christ if that's going on. See? And so, where are your roots? The roots of the tree typically are the parts of the tree that are not seen by anybody. But yet, the roots of that tree will determine the strength of the tree. Let me say that again. The roots of a tree are unseen. But it's those unseen roots that will determine the strength of the tree. Your spiritual roots, what makes you strong, are those things that you do that nobody else sees. It's not how high you jump, how loud you sing, how well you play, how loud you shout. That's not the depth of your spirituality. The strength of your spirituality, whether you stand or not, it's going to be determined on what you do when no one else is looking. On your investment in your relationship with God when it's just you and God. Can we say amen? So Jesus says that the person who hears my word, and they even receive it with joy, but when things get difficult... What happens, it gets taken away from them, and they have no root, and so there's destruction. Can I give you the third soil, if we're ready for it? I hope you are, because here I go. Uh, I don't know why I said that. Uh, Number three, the third soil would be what I call the soil of distraction. The soil of distraction. (laughs) Verses 7 and 14, Jesus talks about this kind of soil. And this is the third and the last negative way to hear God's word. Jesus says in verse 7, Other seed fell among the thorns, which grew up with it and choked the plants. And then verse 14 says, The seed that fell among thorns stands for those who hear. Okay, so they hear. But as they go on their way, they're choked out by life's worries, by life's riches and pleasures, and they do not mature. Distraction. This type of faith will flourish until that faith is distracted by something else. The cares of your life, the worries of your life, 
Maybe the successes of your life. Maybe the, the, the things that you desire. See, not all of these distractions are in and of themselves negative things. See, sometimes it becomes a matter of where are my priorities as I try to live out my faith in Christ. And so what happens? That word that we hear, maybe on a Sunday or wherever that might be, it gets choked out then by our schedule and our demands. And, and that takes precedence now over anything else. And I'm not telling you to quit your job and to quit taking your kids to school and to quit cooking. You know, I'm not saying that. I'm not saying that, okay? What I'm saying is that we need, we need to keep God's work in us and his word in us as a priority. Because when the worries and the riches and the pleasures of life come, what they think they have is then taken away. And Jesus says that they don't mature. We never grow. And, and this can be the person that has sat in church for years and has heard sermon after sermon. You watch it on TV. You hear it on Sunday. You, you study it on Wednesday. You read books. And that's, that, that, that's pretty good. But then here comes all of life's distractions. And, and some of them are good distractions. Some of them are bad distractions. Some of these are the demands that you have. Some of these are the, are the good things in your head. And, and they all take precedent now. And they take God's place. And can I tell you, that that's a slow burn, by the way. Nobody just wakes up one day and says, you know what, I'm going to move God to fifth place. You know, nobody does that. Nobody does that. Little by little, things creep into our lives. And look, I am a multitasker. I am a busy person. uh, And God's working with me. Well, I'll always be a multitasker because that's the way Jesus made me. Hallelujah. But... Uh, I, I can get caught up in a lot of things at one time. I really can. I can, I can do three different jobs at once. It's nuts. Uh, I'm thinking about you all right now, preaching this word, but I know I've got a board meeting coming up later today. I know the Cowboys are playing later on tonight against, <laughs> against the Antichrist team, the Giants, right? <laughs> Did you know that? The Antichrist cheers for the Giants. He does. And, uh, and the eagles. Um, so it's funny because my mind, my, mind, my mind can be so unfocused sometimes if I'm not careful. It really can. So I'm being a little transparent with you. So multiply my mind right now exponentially to my life as a whole. And I can get so caught up in, here you go. You ready for this? I could get so caught up in church work that I forget my God relationship because they look real similar. And, that, and that's a danger. So I know what I'm speaking of. When I read God's word, I have to fight the temptation to say, now that would be a good sermon with four points that start with C. Maybe, maybe God just wants to speak to me. 
instead of giving me some dazzling sermon, maybe he just wants to communicate with me. See, and so for me, this is where, this is where I could find myself on the wrong soil. Because I can even hear God's word, read God's word, and digest it for the wrong reason. How about you? Do you find yourself today in any of these, uh, in any of these soils? If so, I'd like to point you to the last one. I'm looking at my graphic. It doesn't look correct, but we're going to try it anyway. Number four, four should say the soil of discovery. The soil of discovery. Discovery. Jesus identifies these bad soils. Okay? And verse 8 and verse 15, he calls these out. Look at verse 8. You ready? It says, Still other seed fell on good soil. Good soil. It came up and it yielded a crop a hundred times more than what was sown. When he said this, he called out, Whoever has ears to hear, let them hear. And then he elaborates on this more and he says, But the seed on good soil stands for those with a noble and a good heart, and who hear the word, retain it. And by persevering, they produce a crop. That's, that's Jesus' goal for us. He wants you to not only hear it. You see, because here's the deal. The Word of God is powerful. The presentation of God's Word can be flawed. It can be flawed. But the Word of God itself is amazing. And it's that Word of God. It's that Word of God that we hear And what do we do? We retain it. The psalmist said, I've hidden your word in my heart so that I might not sin against you. And and what do we do? We, We live this out. We live this out. If 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 you hear a message on forgiveness, live that out. Don't just say, oh boy, that'd be, a, that'd be good for someone else to do. Good sermon for them. And No. What's God saying to you? Work out your own salvation, the scripture says, with fear and trembling. So what's God saying to you? So we not only hear God's word, we digest that thing. We, we hide it in our hearts and we say, okay, God, I heard your word today. I've read your word today. Your word was taught to me today in Sunday school. Lord, I, I, I've received your word. Now, what do you want me to do with this? And that is fertile soil. That's fertile soil. Because the Lord, he waters that. He causes it to grow. And that attitude, that soil, produces a crop that is, the scripture said, a hundred times more than what was even planted. So if you hear with an honest heart, if you hear God's word with a good heart, like verse 15 says, I believe more will be given to you. 
That's what the scripture tells us. If we say, Lord, I want to hear your word. I want you to change my heart. I want you to change my life. I think God adds to that. And he keeps on adding to that. The psalmist said in Psalm 40, verse 6, and Jonathan, if you can come up here and help me. Thank you, son. Psalm 40, verse 6. Sacrifice and offering you did not desire. But look at the middle part. But my ears you have opened. Look at that verse. Lord, sacrifice and offering you did not desire, but my ears you've opened. Burn offerings and sin offerings you did not require. Interesting. The psalmist in his act of worship seems to be placing an enormous level of priority on our spiritual ears being open to what God has to say to us. I'm reminded in verse 18, I'm going to close with this. Jesus looked out in the crowd after he got done praying and, and teaching. He said, whoever has ears to hear, let him hear. Watch, watch, watch my hand motions here. Uh, us kids, church veterans. Okay. Whoever has ears to hear, let him hear. Let's not let the Word of God be Charlie Brown's teacher. Remember Charlie Brown's teacher? Some of you, some of you are too young. You don't know who Charlie Brown is. You think he's a rapper. He's not. Okay. Charlie Brown comics, he, he'd sit in class, and, and when his teacher would, when, we never knew what his teacher was saying. Teacher would always go, wah, 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 wah. Remember that? Some of you like, I hear that every day, Pastor. Thank you. Uh, and, and, and we never could discern what Charlie Brown's teacher was saying. But Charlie Brown always figured it out. Peppermint Patty did pretty good. Lucy, mean girl. They all could hear. And I thought, you know, God, isn't it funny though? Sometimes we hear God's word and, and, and he's got something to say to us. And, and for some of us, we kind of treat it like, wah, 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 wah. But if we find ourselves on the good soil, on the good soil, we can hear maybe what other people don't. Our lives can be changed when other people aren't. Why? Why? Because we have been careful with how we hear. He or she who has ears, let him spiritually hear what God has to say to you. Will you stand with me? Did you get anything out of this today? Thank you, Lord. It's my prayer. It's my prayer that uh, if you find yourself in the wrong soil, (laughs) 
that, that you would make that move. Because again, that responsibility is not with the preacher. Students, it's not with your parents. Spouses, it's not with your spouse. That, that responsibility is with you. And, and if I've been distracted, if I've just been dismissive of, of, of what God wants to say, maybe I've let disaster or, or difficulties stand in the way of, of hearing what God wants to say to me, then, then, then it's time. It's time to discover that if I hear God's word with a good, noble, open heart, ready to retain whatever he... And you know what? Sometimes we're going to hear stuff that we don't want to hear. Okay? God's word is a double-edged sword. It's not a pillow. Right? So, sword's cut. But that's the Holy Spirit. That's a good thing. And so my prayer is that every one of us hearing this would say, okay, Lord... Anytime I hear the word, I choose to digest it, retain it, live this out, flesh it out. I refuse to give in to the temptation to be any other kind of soil than one who will discover all that you have for me. Can you say amen? Amen. So would you pray that prayer with me? Lord God, I ask you all across this room that we would be the good soil, the soil that discovers all you have for us. Because in your word, there's truth, Lord. And God, we, we, we can go to so many other places for deception. We don't need that anymore. We need the truth because the truth sets us free. So Lord, even today, even this morning, I pray that we would not dismiss what you have to say to us. I pray, Lord God, that we would not anything to distract us, what you have to say to us, or we would not let the worries and the the responsibilities of this life keep us from knowing everything that your word has to say. But Lord God, and God, I'm first in line on this. Lord, change me by your word. Make me closer to you by your word. And may every time I open it, every time I hear it, every time someone teaches it to me or preaches it to me, God, may that be a moment that I could say, Lord, Lord, feed me, change me. And God, I pray that that would produce a crop in me that I've never seen before. And we'll thank you for what you do. Now, Lord, go with us. Go before us, accompany us all throughout the week, and may the words of our mouths and the meditations of our hearts be pleasing to you. And we'll give you praise in Jesus' name. And we all said, Amen.